The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by quoting a Medrash that says on the Pasuk that there are four things that the Yetzirah tries to challenge the Yidin with. Four things that the Torah uses the word Chukah about them. They are the Eishas Ach, a person not marrying his brother's wife. Kilayim, not having the wool and linen mixed together. Soyer Mishtaleach, the goat that sent off the mountain on Yom Kippur. And Para Aduma, by all of these we find ideas that seem to be opposites to each other, not seemingly making sense. Nevertheless, regarding other chukim, we know Shloyma HaMelech says he was able to understand them. It's only regarding Para Aduma that he says, I was not able to understand it. Also we know that it's specifically regarding Para Aduma that we say, Zois Chukas HaToyda, this is the Chukah of the Toyda. That means even though the other chukim also don't seem to make sense and they're not understood, there's something unique about Para Aduma that's completely higher than logic. It says, whatever we need to understand. The Medrash says that the Ebishter says to Moshe Rabbeinu Lecha, Ani Megalatam Para, to you I will reveal the reason for Para Aduma, which seems to be that Para Aduma also has a reason. If that's the case, why? Can't Shloyma HaMelech understand it? And furthermore, if Moshe Rabbeinu understands it, why doesn't he share the reason with the rest of the Yidin? So we have to say that somehow the idea of Paraduma is something that's completely higher than logic, higher than rationale, and something that really our human being cannot understand, and therefore even if Moshe Rabbeinu would try to explain it to them, it's something that they would not be able to understand, and that's why Shloyma HaMelech the Chacham Mikol Adam cannot understand it. But the Eibishter does reveal it to Moshe Rabbeinu. This is something that even though a Nivra on his own cannot understand. So we need to understand, says the Rebbe, since Moshe Rabbeinu was able to understand the reason for Parah Aduma, and this is something that's clearly not coming from his own Seichel, the Eibishter is revealing it to him. Why doesn't the Eibishter reveal it to everybody else? So says the Rebbe, the explanation for this is that it's known that when we say the word Zois Chukas HaToyra, what we really mean to say is that in this idea is expressed the whole Indian of Torah. Meaning to say that really we always must remember that in Torah and mitzvahs they are really completely beyond our understanding. When we do a mitzvah, the very essence of the mitzvah is higher than our understanding. Even though there are certain mitzvahs we could understand certain reasons, we always must remember that in its purest state, it's really about Hashem's rots and it's about Hashem's desire. As we say, Hashem Kedeshonu Vonu. The Ebishter allowed certain mitzvahs to come down into Seichel as well. So too with Torah, we always must remember that this is Hashem's Chochmah. This is really completely beyond our understanding, completely hidden from us. The Ebishter allows us to be able to understand a certain extent of it. And this knowledge that Torah and Mitzvahs are really completely beyond our understanding is extremely crucial in our avoidance of Torah and Mitzvahs. The way we approach Torah and Mitzvahs to always remember when we do a Mitzvah, as I said before, that we're doing it because Hashem said so. When we're learning Torah, to remember that really Torah is beyond our understanding and therefore as much as we understand, there is something going to be even more than that, something that remains higher than our understanding. There's always that element that's completely higher than Avon of Asaga. And therefore, the Rebbe says, that's why there needs to be one aspect of Torah that remains completely not revealed to us, completely hidden from us. Why? Because of all things would always be understood, says the Rebbe, then a Yid would not be able to bring by himself, first of all, would not be able to have that feeling in other areas of Torah mitzvahs, that it's really purely about Hashem's Ratz, and he always thinks he has to understand it all. 
And furthermore, it would be difficult for him to come to a situation of Mesiras Nefesh to give himself up and put his whole Seichel aside. In fact, the Rebbe says it's even possible sometimes to corrupt the ideas of Torah and to utilize it to do wrong things, not within the spirit of Torah, as the Ramban calls it a novel, Bershusa Torah, the person is acting immoral and trying to use logic based on Torah, because as long as he thinks everything has to make sense, then it's always going to fall within that realm. So there needs to be that element that he needs to know that mitzvahs are number one, higher than my understanding. The same thing says the Rebbe is true in regards to Torah. We are told, your guide to Matzasa, the real idea of your guide to putting in effort, putting in toil, and only that's the way we're going to reach things that are completely beyond us. The real toil is when we put ourselves aside, when we recognize that it's not all about our seichel, our understanding. Only then, when we put all of ourselves aside, that's when we can reach the deepest ideas of Torah. And this, this says that is the reason why we needed to have within Torah and mitzvahs the idea of Parah Duma, reminding us that in essence, both Torah and mitzvahs are higher than our seichel. Says the Rebbe, but if that's the case, now the question is turned around the other way. Is Moshe Rabbeinu Chas Vesholi missing these ideas of Torah and mitzvahs? If he understands the reason of Parah Duma, so is he Chas Vesholi missing this Mesiras Nefesh, this Kabbalah soil, this Bitu, both in Torah and mitzvahs? How can we even say that because the Abishah revealed the reason of Parah Duma, Moshe Rabbeinu should be lacking now? In order to understand this, the Rebbe first approaches another medrash regarding the whole story of Parah Duma. Where Moshe Rabbeinu, when he heard about the concept of Tumas Meis, he became very worried and concerned and said, how is this person ever going to become Tahir, a person that became Tommy Mess? And the Abishter eventually tells him that it's through Parah Duma. And the question the Rebbe has is, there are so many other Tumas, some of them seemingly even stricter and harsher than Tumas Meis. There's a tumor of a Zov, the tumor of a Mitzoyra, which we say they cannot even go in to the Machana Leviyah, to the Harabayis area where Tumas Meis could. Other reasons why they're stricter. Why is it specifically about Tumas Meis that Moshe Rabbeinu is so concerned? So the Rebbe explains, but Derech Klaw, most Tumas are concerned and are, re- are related to coming from a living person. A living person, the Mitzoyra or the Zov. A living person has an Hashamah. So we understand a person with a godly soul inside of himself, which in essence is pure, is holy, etc., that also impacts the guf, and therefore the tumor, we can understand why it can be purified. But what about tumas meis? Tumas meis means we're dealing with a situation where the neshama is separated from the body. Here we're seemingly speaking about someone that's no longer connected to that source of life, that neshama. How could he become pure? Or taking it on a deeper level, when we're speaking about in Ruchni is the Kavoida, other Tumas would represent when a person did Averis, but he's still somewhat connected to Hashem. Tumas Meis seemingly would be representing that sort of Aveira where he completely severed his connection, completely removed himself from Hashem. How could he become purified? And this is, this is why Moshe Rabbeinu was all concerned and worried. What does the Abish to tell him? This is the phenomenal power of Torah and the Neshama of Eid. That really, as long as there was a Neshama inside of a body, and he was connected to Torah and Mitzvah, it has such a long-lasting effect, permanent effect, everlasting effect, that even in that kind of case, he could also become purified. Says the Rebbe, but this is really an idea of a chukah. Meaning this is something really beyond seichel. This is something that really in our world, in our realm, we can never understand. Because as far as we're concerned, the guf and the neshama seem to be disconnected from each other. This is the pshat that remains higher than seichel. This is only within the power of Hashem himself. 
However, the Ebishter is able to reveal the reason to Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Why? Because the truth of the matter is Moshe Rabbeinu is on a totally different level. Chassidus explains Moshe Rabbeinu is on the level of Chachma. Chachma is that level, that sphere which is standing always with the com- most, gr- the greatest, completest bitul to Hashem, not feeling anything other than Elikos. In the language of Kabbalah, this is called Pnimiyis Abba, Pnimiyis Atik. Within the Pnimiyis of Chachma is the deepest levels of Elikos, standing there in a very, very true way, in a very revealed way, not even in a way that it's only receiving from a higher level and then tra- and be- transmitting into a lower level and becoming diluted or, di- or, or diminished, but rather the very essence of Elikus is expressed in Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore Moshe Rabbeinu could be there and having the Ratzon Elion revealed to him. What does it mean, L'chani Megalatam Parah? It doesn't mean that he understands a logical or rational reason for the idea of Paraduma. Rather that the very Ratzon of Hashem, the will of Hashem, could be able to be felt in the Seichel of Moshe Rabbeinu, that even that's agreeing with and absorbing that purest level of Ratzon of Hashem. The Rebbe says this is actually connected to the whole idea of why specifically it's in regards to Tumas Mes that we're saying this. Because usually the whole idea of Tumas Mes is that there's a disconnect between that body and the Neshama. These days we don't recognize, we don't realize the Kedusha of the Neshama. But what's going to be? Well, there's not going to be this whole concept of Misa anymore, because that's what we're also going to recognize in the Guf, that the real Metzis of the Guf is the Neshama inside of him. And by Moshe Rabbeinu, this is something that was already able to be felt right now, because of his high level, he's able to feel and understand the idea of Para Aduma with its greatest intensity, and at the same time, it's not lacking the Bittle of Mesiris Nefesh coming because of it, because that is what his level is. Mesiris Nefesh usually means a person is disconnected or separated from Hashem, he needs to have Bittle to Hashem. By Moshe Rabbeinu, he's standing in this mode the whole time, and therefore grasping the point of Paraduma wouldn't diminish that in any way. Says the Rebbe, this is also all connected to the concept of Yudbeis Tamuz and the miracle of Yudbeis Tamuz. The Rebbe says, in miracles we have a number of different ways. We have a miracle that breaks nature. We have nature. And these are two different styles. One is Shem Alekim, one is Shem Havaya, one is within the world, one is higher than the world. But then there is something called a nace that's Malubish in Teva. A nace that's higher than the world, it's higher than nature, and yet it clothes itself in nature. That means the nature itself became a keli now for this high level of Elikus, that it could absorb this level of Elikus and not be broken. This is, this is what happened on Yudbeis Tammuz. The very people that arrested the free Rebbe are releasing him. It was a nace, but it's clothed in Teva. And this is the same idea by Moshe Rabbeinu. He's standing there with the Seichel, and the Seichel itself is a keli now for that deepest, greatest level of pure Elikus in its purest form.